podcasting from Houston, Texas. I am your host, Lin Lee, a member of the Racial Geography Project, a research collective that investigates histories of racism and racialization centered in Rice University's land, buildings, and monuments. This is an initiative of the university's task force on slavery, segregation, and racial injustice. This episode, titled Early Black Activism at Rice and the Creation of the BSU, explores how some of the first black students admitted to Rice paved the way for transforming the university into a more inclusive and diversified institution through their unrelenting activism on campus in the years following its official desegregation in 1964. In 1963, when the trustees of Rice University filed a lawsuit to modify its 1891 charter in order to desegregate and charge tuition 51 years after the foundation of the institution, Raymond Johnson became the first black student to be admitted to Rice as a PhD student in the Department of Mathematics. However, on September 20, when two alumni sued the university to oppose this change, Johnson had to spend his first year as a research assistant and he became a full-time student only when Rice won the lawsuit on March 9, 1964. A year later, on March 24, 1965, after noticing the university's ambivalent stance about publicly revealing the presence of a black student on its premises, Johnson wrote a letter to Rice President Kenneth Pitzer asking him to clarify the administration's position and urging him to reaffirm their commitment to desegregate. In addition, he expressed his concern about Rice's insufficient effort to recruit black undergraduates. Dr. Johnson is currently an adjunct professor of mathematics at Rice and professor emeritus at the University of Maryland. His courageous appeal to the university for a stronger commitment to integration is one of the earliest instances of black activism in academic life at Rice. Soon after, in the early 1970s, a group of African-American students at the university created the Black Students' Union to improve the social and academic experiences of black students at Rice. In 1972, Rodrigo Barnes, one of the school's first black football players, approached the dean of students to submit a petition to start the BSU. As stated in its constitution, its purpose would be, quote, to help establish a total understanding of the black subculture and to enhance the social and intellectual participation of the black students in the university and community. Regina Tippins, one of the union's founding members and treasurer, recalls that, quote, the university was not that open to the idea, unquote, of creating the BSU at the beginning, and indeed one of the first challenges it faced was to find a safe physical space on campus for members to gather and administer the union's activities. On March 16, 1972, Curtis Davis, the BSU chairman and a sophomore in the School of Architecture, submitted a proposal to President Norman Hackerman to house the BSU Center in the former Naval ROTC building on campus, a pristine streamlining building designed by William Ward Watkin, founder of the Rice Architecture Department. He asked the administration to rescind the order to raise the building and allow its transformation into the BSU headquarters, which would include an information center, a library, a theater, a black arts center, and a classroom to teach courses in black culture. 
Despite Davis's appeal and ambitious plans for the center, which were also published in the Rice Thresher, the university turned down his request and replaced the building with physical plant facilities. Consequently, the first office space used by the BSU seems to have been located in a shack by the track stadium, an old building shared with the athletic and fine arts departments that was in need of repair. When the BSU asked the Senate for financial support to cover the cost of renovation, they were granted only 15% of the initially requested amount. By 1980, the BSU's office was housed on the second floor of the Rice Memorial Center. Now, I will tell you about some of the BSU's initiatives on and off campus in the 1970s. One of the earliest records of the BSU's presence at Rice is a pamphlet that they distributed in 1972 to inform the academic community of the presence of black students on campus, share their experience as a minority group, and state the goals of the union. Opening with the question, what is life like for a black student attending Rice University, the pamphlet revealed the difficulty of campus life for black students who had to deal with social and cultural challenges in addition to academic ones. Since 1972, the BSU also organized annual celebrations of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Day through performances, concerts, art exhibitions, and panel discussions open to the public. In 1974, it sought to obtain signatures on campus to make Martin Luther King's birthday a local, state, and national holiday, joining in the national movement started by the King family in the late 60s to honor his legacy. Martin Luther King Day finally became a federal holiday in 1983 after Congress signed it into law. Moreover, since the 1970s, the BSU has actively celebrated Black History Week and Black History Month, organizing free events on campus, such as a gospel music festival with the participation of choirs across Houston, jazz concerts by the Texas Southern University Jazz Band, and performances by nationally renowned artists such as Arthur Mitchell, founder of the Dance Theater of Harlem. Thanks to the BSU's leadership, Black History Month continues to be observed each year at Rice through a series of talks and events. In 1977, eight graduating seniors, including members of the BSU, published a letter to the editor in The Thresher pressing the university to hire more black faculty and lamenting Rice's, quote, mediocrity in terms of race relations compared to Ivy League schools. Only three black professors in the departments of sociology, psychology, and religion were teaching at Rice that year, and one of them was expected to leave the following semester to teach at the University of Texas. In fact, black students at Rice have been pushing for faculty integration at least since 1972, when they picketed outside a basketball game on campus, holding posters that read, One whole black professor, give us another token, please, and Integration with segregation brings about demonstration. Stay tuned for more about the BSU's activism in the 1980s and its involvement in the creation of the Office of Minority Affairs. Put the good book down. Put the good book down. Put it down and I'll put it 
down and I'll put it down and I'll set you free. Thank you for listening to the Rice University Racial Geography Podcast. New episodes are coming soon. Thank you to the scholars and researchers that have been helping us with our work. We are grateful for support from the Rice University Humanities Research Center and the University's Race and Anti-Racism Research Fund. To find out more about the project, you can go to our Instagram at Racial Geography Project. This is an original podcast series made by the Racial Geography Project, a research collaborative led by Fabiola Lopez-Duran and Adrian Rooney. It features New Freedom Remix, an original sound composition and performance by Lisa E. Harris.